Okay, today is Chaf Aleph Tevas. Um, it happens to be actually a wonderful Tanya today. It's actually, like, I've been excited for today's Tanya all week. <laughs> um, like, since we started this chapter. So, yeah. Um, okay, we're in chapter 12, part 3 of 5. So we're basically doing chapter 12 all week. Um, the, what chapter 12 is about? Benami, right? We just... From the beginning of Tanya, we are in this journey, in this process of <clears throat> essentially discovering how to be the highest version of ourselves, how to be the most aligned version of ourselves. Daltarb introduces that by saying, well, from when before you were born, you gave a promise to be yourself. And what did yourself look like? To be a tzaddik and not be a Russia. But then Daltarb's question is like, well, what does that mean? Like, and in order to understand what that means, we're now understanding what is a tzaddik, what is a rasha, what is a benami. Before even that, though, the altar said, well, to understand any of that, the first thing you have to understand is that you have two souls, right? You have an animal soul, you have a godly soul. Why is that so important to understand? Because all of the categories of tzaddik, rasha, and benami are all nothing except for the interaction between two souls, between the two souls. Depending on the interaction between your souls, that's going to be the level of person, so to speak, that you're at. That's going to be the consciousness you are experiencing. So I know I keep saying this every day again. I'm sorry, but it's just, I think it's important for, to understand the flow. What is it, Saad? What is, let's, let's go from Russia. Not, we're, now we're talking about Bainani, but I'll talk already talked about Sadik and Russia. I'm just going to go back for a second. What is a Russia? A Russia is somebody who says, well, there's two levels of Russia. There's Russia Viral. There's five, right? Russia Virale, Russia Vitevle, Bainani, Sadik Virale, Sadik Vitevle. Russia Virale says, and I'm using the term parts for animal soul because really what animal soul is, is it's the, good morning, it's the emotional experiences that come up inside of us. It's the experiences that we have that's based on fragmented consciousness, that's based on separateness consciousness. And I'm calling them parts because that's really what they are. We, we often consider them like, oh, this is just a part of me. My anxious part, my depressed part, my sad part, my needing to control part, my, the part of me that thinks that I'm not okay unless I perform a certain way, the part of me that beats myself up when I'm in the shower, wishing that I didn't say the thing that I said. Like all of these experiences that we have in our lives, that's just part of humanism, right? Those parts of us that depending on what level of consciousness you're at, there's going to be a different interaction between yourself, which is your godly soul, and those parts, between your godly soul and your animal soul. How does the Rasha Virale experience his parts? I am my parts. The Rasha Virale has no metacognition. He has no ability to say, this is a part of me, but I am experiencing this anxiety. I am experiencing this impulse. I am experiencing this desire. There is a me that's experiencing this. There's a me that's having this story going on in my head. Brene Brown, one of, I remember when I was like 19, I learned this concept from her and it was wild to me. It was literally the concept of self-talk. It was the first time that I was starting to learn that the way that my, the stories that I'm thinking, she said that, and so that means she doesn't like me, right? It was the first time I was starting to learn that that story isn't me. <laughs> I am having self-talk. I am thinking this. I am feeling this. But it's not one and the same. And how do we know that? Because we can change our thoughts. We can, right? But a Russia Virale, he's not... There's no him experiencing. I am the experience. Rosh right, is somebody that says, I have parts, but 
there's, there's still an intense connectivity, an intense blendedness, but he's still able to say, this is not the fullness of who I am. There's moments of his life where he says, wait a second, I'm more than just this, but I'm still experiencing this. But I, I know this isn't the fullness of the story. I can see a bigger picture somewhere. I can see that this isn't fully me, but I'm still fully experiencing it. I'll skip the bainani for a second. Sadik Viralai, right, says, I don't have parts. <laughs> Sadik Viralai has essentially taken his animal soul, put it to the side, and said, you stay over there, I'm going to go serve Hashem. You stay over there, I am going to go live my divine be in divine connectivity and be my higher self, but not ever having you, not using the animal soul. Um, essentially, they don't get triggered, but they also don't, their triggers haven't been transformed. They just stop getting triggered. It's like they, they don't act, they don't use the animal soul. Tzadik is my parts now actually trust me enough and serve me. Now my animal soul and my godly soul both are in godly soul service, are both in godly soul consciousness. What is a bainani? Bainani is, and I love using this term for it, and I took this term from IFS, a bainani is somebody who says, I lead my parts. Not only I have parts, I lead my parts. I am the leader of my parts. Yes, I have parts. Yes, I have animal soul consciousness that's going to come up inside of me. But I am the leader of them. They, A, trust me to lead them. But B, I am in control. I, and notice how the Bainani can only come after the Rosh Because you're not leading your parts until you're noticing that your parts aren't you. It would be like a mother that's so enmeshed with her child that she can't actually take care of her child because the moment that the child cries, she starts crying because there's no separation there. We can only be on, in Bainani consciousness when we have that breath where we can see the difference between stimulus and response, where we can be in that space of, I am feeling this coming up inside of me. It is not me. I am feeling this coming up inside of me. And now I, it's, up, it's in my choice how I navigate this, how I navigate this aspect of my experience. So that's the Bainani. Um, what we've been saying thus far about the Bainani is that because the Bainani lives in, if anybody has any questions, by the way, feel free to bring things up. But because the Bainani lives in that space of breath, of the, of the in-between, so to speak. It's, he lives in that space of between impulse and response. He's really able to choose. He has a tremendous amount of free will because like, the world is my... Like, I am not bound by the experience. I can actually choose. Um, so that's why the Bainani is always able to choose, so to speak, the right thing, right? And he, the Bainani never doesn't because the, the Bainani will never identify with the impulse coming up. The Bainani will always identify with the godly soul that's the one experiencing whatever is coming up. Um, and we said that was, the first, that was the first part of chapter 12. The second part of chapter 12, the altar of it literally lets us know that, well, guess what? It's possible that sometimes the Bainani will experience a high, right? Like we said, like during Shema, during davening. It's possible for a Bainani at some point to experience Sadiq consciousness and to literally it not even be a struggle in that moment and not even be a fight in the moment. In that moment, the Bainani is just like, obviously everything is God. <laughs> like obviously 
Um, but the author is making it very clear that that's not the Bainanese status quo. The Bainanese baseline is that there's going to be that fluctuation inside of himself. Now, it's to me like the main message almost of really a lot of what the author is giving us right now is can we start to see like I was just talking to my sister about this last night. We were talking about like the battle of the Bainani and how like throughout our lives, it's been like, oh, this battle, this war, this fight. And it's like, huh? <laughs> like, oh, and then we even say that the battle is the victory, but it's very like fighting. And from my perception of, of Tanya, what Alter is really doing is bringing us to this place where we're not, okay, going back for a second. I said this so many times in this class, but it's, I wish I, it's like constantly at the forefront of my mind. Like, what is stress? Right? When do we feel stressed? Stress isn't <clears throat> pain, and it's not vulnerability, and it's not. And stress is when we are experiencing something, and we're having the thought process and the emotional experience of I should not be experiencing this. That is when we get stressed. It's literally the emotional stress. It's when we're fighting against what we're experiencing. Experiencing what we're experiencing isn't stress. Experiencing what we're experiencing is life force energy. Fighting against what we're experiencing, thinking that we should not be experiencing what we're experiencing, that's when stress comes in. That's where the fight comes in. And I feel like what the altar is doing in this whole discovery of bringing us to this place where we're literally going deeper and deeper into the awareness. First, we're talking about what is a banani, but then we're going to get into you're actually meant to be a banani. Meaning the fact that you have this internal fight, the fact that you may never be somebody who can post an Instagram reel on the end of 2023 that says that you've healed in all these ways and now you're this amazing person. That's good. Like, that doesn't mean anything about you other than you are in the exact right shoes at the exact right time, at the exact right place in creation. Like, and like I just keep on like switching this word like battlefield to garden. Like we're fighting this fight but it's really worth like tending to Hashem's garden. Like, meaning, what does that mean? Like, it's the Rebbe's perception of like the world in general. Like, you look around and you're like, oh, it's a jungle. Everyone thinks it's a jungle, right? There's all these fragmented pieces and fragmented parts. The Rebbe literally told us, like, that's animal soul consciousness. That's animal soul way of seeing things where I don't see the unity between things. You rise a bit higher and you see that the world is a garden. You see that the world is Hashem's garden. You see that everything is in the exact place that it has to be in the exact right time that it has to be there nothing is working really against anything else everything is in this like and you see this in science now like everybody knows it the synchronization of you of the world the unity of the ecology like the ecological system like there's a unity going on it's like a why wise word like there's a symphony going on right oh gosh um there's this rabbi who i listened to his what's up status is sometimes his name is Rabbi Yeska Levin is amazing I highly suggest texting him for to save his number anyways the other day he says Hasidus makes you the conductor and then he's like I'll explain why Hasidus makes you the conductor because what is a conductor a conductor sees all the instruments I'm trying to copy his voice but now I'll just start talking regularly <laughs> like a conductor sees all the instruments and sees them as one big symphony right? You don't see a conductor looks at every, what about that one violin in the corner? The conductor sees the role that that violin plays and incorporates it into the bigger picture. Chassidus makes you the conductor because it makes you able to see your own life and everything around you as 
one big symphony, as one big divine tapestry. <laughs> and what the altar is giving us right now is that also includes the times that you're going to have animal soul consciousness. <laughs> Meaning like the times that animal soul is going to talk inside of you. And it's funny because what animal soul often says is the exact opposite of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the altar is literally letting us know like, the fact that this is going to be your battle, your mission, your that's not the, pro- the product of like there being something broken inside of you. That's the symptom of this is your divine purpose. This is your divine service. So like step into your power. Like you don't have to be someone or somewhere else. Like you being within your life, however your life is manifesting, like that's Hashem's tell- Hashem creating you. Um, okay. Anyways, long introduction. Today's Tanya. (laughs) Um, Today's Tanya, the altar of a... Okay, and this is genuinely... I've been waiting to have today's Tanya all week because it's it's tremendously powerful. Today's Tanya, the altar of a... He doesn't ask the question, but it's the response to a question of how does the Bainani do this? (laughs) Meaning, what really... (laughs) That's <laughs> so nice what we're saying. I was like, how do we get there? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what is really the significant difference between Russia Vitoy and the Bainani that allows the Bainani to constantly be in that space of breath? That allows and I say that space of breath because that breath is really like the I'm I'm just calling it breath because it's A, it's Hashem's breath. It's like the awareness of like I'm being breathed in this moment. I'm not just the product of my emotional experience in this moment. The emotional experience comes from bottom up. It's like, because of this moment, and I'm literally like, my body language is reacting to even talking about it. Because of this moment, I'm like stuck here. Hashem's breath is like, opens me. I see a bigger picture. Like we said yesterday, that's what happens during Shema. Your brain literally opens. You have mochen to godless. Anyways, how does the Beit do this? And the Altarbe explains today, through Moach Shalat Al-Halev. And what Altarbe is going to basically teach us today is that Moach Shalat Al-Halev is not something that the Beit does it's the state of being that the Benoni is. How do you get to that state of being? Not through learning how to have Moach Shalat Al-Halev. It's literally through disengaging with over-identification with your parts, with the animal soul, and then suddenly you are naturally in a state of Moach Shalat Al-Halev. Moach Shalat Al-Halev is our natural state of being when we're not over-identifying with the animal soul. Meaning, the moment that I stop thinking that I am my heart, I become my mind. Because I really, and by my mind, and we're going to talk about this in a second, but not to confuse mind with overthinking and the controlling thoughts that the animal soul sends to our mind. Mind is, moach, in, according to this, is synonymous with godly soul consciousness. With the awareness of what is really true. With the, seeing the bigger picture. Okay, go inside. The animal soul does not have soul dominion over. I love saying that, so that's a little pun. Does not have soul dominion over the inner city, which is your body, prime real estate for these souls. The animal soul in the Bainani does not have. is not. The, the person, the I of a Bainani, 
is not so enveloped by his animal soul, is not so blended with his animal soul to the extent that the animal soul is the one choosing what that person thinks and does and says and, and does and whatever. Um, now, we're going into how does the Bainani do that? <laughs> Key, because... How is the man able to be in that state? Because the brain rules over the heart. By virtue of this person's, and again, by this person, we don't mean the Bainani over there. We mean every person that has come to a state of consciousness of Bainani. AKA, every person who has navigated their own inner soul to the extent that they have started to realize that their animal soul is not actually me. That the voices of my animal soul are not where I start and end. Once a person gets to that state of consciousness, automatically they, re- they resume back to their essential nature, which is Moach Shalat Al-Halif. You hear what's happening? Shekach Naitzer Ha'adam B'Taladatai Because this is how a person was created. That every person with the power of will in his mind can restrain the emotions that come up from his heart. And if you think about it, it's, we know this like, um, like difference between people and animals, right? Animals can never get out of impulse. That's like that story of like the, the cat that they dressed up as the waiter, and then the, right? And then the second that they put the mouse, the cat ran after. Because you can train a cat, but you can't really train a cat. A person, head is above shoulders, head is above heart. The nature of a person is that godly soul has dominion over animal soul. If I'm not experiencing that, it's because I'm not fully in the state of alignment. It's because there's something out of line. I'm hunched over in a way. I'm not fully standing up in my fullest aligned self. Um, Shalai... What does the power of Moach Shalat Al-Halev cause to happen? Not that my heart never sends me anything anymore, but that I do not have to automatically listen to what my heart is sending me, specifically to fulfill the desires of the heart in thought, speech, and action. And I even have the superpower to the power to take whatever's coming up in my heart and say, actually, I want you to turn in another direction. I want you to not necessarily only to, okay, we're going to see this in a second, but I, I can actually turn you from darkness into light. I can turn you from animal soul consciousness into something that's actually Kedusha, my Godly soul is able to do that. Why is my godly soul able to do that? See who comes to this class often enough? <laughs> okay, I'll just tell you. My godly soul is able to do that because my godly soul sees... I don't know. I actually have no expectation for anybody to answer my questions. My questions are like unclear. But why is the godly soul able to do that? Because the godly soul sees reality clearly. And what does reality look like clearly? Like when you're seeing reality clearly, what does the animal soul look like? A servant of Hashem. A tool of Hashem to take you on a journey of going from darkness and even greater light. So because the godly soul sees that, the moment that that trigger comes up or that impulse comes up or that whatever emotion your animal soul is rising up inside of your chest, the godly soul isn't frustrated. The godly soul isn't like, oh, now I need to fight you, break you. The godly soul literally looks at it and is like, yo, thank you for coming up. You are not the fullness of who I am, and I can actually transform you into being who you actually are, which is really a servant of me. 
which is a servant of me being my, my highest self. That's really when our tools, be, our, our triggers become our tools. It's very powerful. Um, one small note here is like my third, I definitely mentioned this like a million times last year, but it's New Year, so I'll mention it a million times again. <laughs> um, my therapist, she always says this like one quote that I just love. She says, you are the Akarasa bias of your house. Of, like your inner house. And like the concept is just so powerful. She's like, you are the Akarasa bias of your house. And like what that means is that A, you have the ability to n- navigate the, pa- the what's going on, but also you have the responsibility to. And she says it in the context of like sometimes like when like I'll be going on like a negative self-talk rant, whatever. And it's like, you are the Akarasa bias. Like you're the one who chooses who gets let in, right? That ability of being the Akarasa bias of your inner world, of your inner is the direct continuation of Moach Shalat al-Halev. That I am not only what comes up in me, I am the one who decides if I want what's coming up in me to be mine, to belong inside of me. Um, And again, I can do that because I am not what's coming up in me. I can do that because I I am not my child. I am my child's mother, (laughs) right? It's... It's fascinating. It's like the whole like, thing of like, follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart. That's not emotional maturity. Emotional maturity is when I can channel what's coming up in my heart through my mind. And if what's coming up in my heart is, if it can, and again, not to confuse mind with controlling over compulsive, critical, that's just heart in mind. That's just animal soul in my mind. Mind in Moach Shalat al Halev is the broad consciousness of Hashem is everything <laughs> and of seeing my spot in that divine unity. That's mind here. Um, okay. Kedachtiv, <clears throat> like it says, Vera'isi Sheyesh Yisrael Lachachma Min Hasichlas Kisrein Ha'ar Min Hachayshach. I've seen that, there, that wisdom surpasses. Folly, right? As light surpasses darkness. Why is Dalter Rebbe talking about this? So I'm actually going to read the, this in English because it's just very powerful. <coughs> this analogy is used here to illustrate how wisdom is superior to folly. The superiority of light over darkness is manifest in the ability of a tiny ray of light to banish a great deal of darkness. Furthermore, the light need not battle the darkness to banish it. The dark the darkness disappears as a matter of course with the appearance of light. In the same way is the wisdom of holiness superior to the folly of evil. A mere ray of holiness suffices to banish as a matter of course, b'terech b'mela in Hebrew, a great deal of evil folly, a.k.a. of fragmented consciousness. Of So <coughs> what's going on here? Perish. I love your smile. Like you're like, <laughs> this is fun. Um, the same way that light has superiority, power, and dominion over darkness, right? That the moment you turn on the light, the darkness isn't like, should I go away? Should I not go away? Well, you're going to have to fight me in order for me to go away. That's not what happens. The moment you turn on the light, the darkness just goes away. <laughs> because by definition, the darkness never had any substance. The darkness was the absence of the light. Right? So the moment you turn on the light, the darkness just goes back to what it actually is, which is, was the absence of the light. You understand? 
So too is driven away automatically, this mimela, the foolishness of the klipa and the sitra achra, that's found in the left part of the heart. Um, okay? We're literally calling the klipa and the sitra achra shtus because it's, it's folly. It's based on the predication. I don't know if that's a word, but it's based on the foundation of I'm a fragmented being in a fragmented world. When you know Achtus Hashem, that's nothing but folly. It would be like a child, right, looking at their mother who's holding them and saying, Where's mommy? <laughs> it's folly, it's silly. Is it pain? Yes. Is it coming? It's yes, but it's essentially folly. It's not real. There's something missing in that child's awareness of what's actually happening, right? Well, granted. Let's say the mom's dressed up. She's in like, you know, she's dressed up, so, and, but she's holding the child. Very well, exactly. And that's literally the Rebbe's like crying of like, you're the one hiding. You know what I mean? Like, come out of your hiding spot. Absolutely, absolutely. And yet still, from another perspective, you can see that the child right. isn't seeing things clearly. The mother is the one causing the child not to see things clearly. Hashem is the one causing the symptom to look like darkness. And yet the child is also the one who has the ability to see past it, which is craziness of Galvas, you know what I mean, like, it's very, totally that. How does this folly, so to speak, of the animal soul get disappeared, right, through the light of the godly, through the light of the Chachma and the godly soul that's in the mind. Noticing, 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 something interesting here is that I always revert back to the Rebbe's first mimer, not because I'm like, oh, let's keep talking about the Rebbe's first mimer, because what the Rebbe says in the Rebbe's first mimer keeps on applying to everything we're talking about. In the Rebbe's first mimer, Rebbe Lagani, the Rebbe made it very clear that the avoda of this generation is what? What? Bring Mashiach, okay. How? Through. Yes, yes, and specifically through turning our shtus into shtus de Kedusha. Now, it's fascinating to even see, to me, the progression of Hasidus from the Alt Rebbe to the Rebbe. I think that until our generation, it was a lot more about suppression and, you know, go stay over there. And I think that in this generation, it's a lot more of what actually, what purpose is the darkness actually serving? Meaning, like, how can I not only suppress my animal soul, but how can I turn my animal soul into Kedusha? Which the Altar literally said in yesterday's page. Right? That I'm turning the animal soul into the... God. I'm transforming the trigger into the tool. I'm transforming. But, like, just to notice, like, from the Moach, from the state of Moach Shalat Al-Halev, we're not fighting the animal soul so that it disappears. We're seeing the animal soul clearly. We're shedding light until it actually becomes who it actually is, which is that state of Shtus Kedusha, where my animal soul is now literally my tool instead of my oppressor. The divine soul that desires to rule over the city and to pervade the entire body, meaning that there should be no spot of me that says, but God isn't here. Even my animal soul. And to the ultimate point of unity, which is going to be literally the state of unity of, of Torah and mitzvahs, where 
every moment of my life is unification with Hashem. So that is today's Tanya. Um, to knowing that we essentially have this power of Moshad al It's not something that we have to earn. It's not something that we have to go towards. Like that ability, <coughs> that power of having of having self of having this higher voice inside of me that sees myself and that sees my life clearly isn't something i have to discover it's something that i have to it's something that is my nature the moment that i pick my shoulders up meaning the moment that i stop hunching forward and i'm saying that figuratively but really not so figuratively like the moment that i stop being the victim of my animal soul and being oppressed by my animal soul being blended with my animal soul I am the story and that's just what it is. I need what I need and there's nothing else. I can't be happy until I get what I need. I can't see goodness in myself because I made that mistake. I, whatever it is that this animal soul is convincing us of, the moment we can kind of find breath from it a little bit, that breath is, it's simultaneous. The breath is the Mokshat al but the breath also leads to the Mokshat al But um, I'm going to put it in the recording, but... I, since I learned this Tanya, I've been singing in my head like the crown song by like Yoni Z. It's just in my head. But literally, like, like they can never take your crown. Like what is the what is our crown? Our crown is our natural state of Mohshat Alif. Our crown is our natural state of perception of ourselves where we see Hashem where we are. That's our natural state. And nobody can take that away. Like you're the son of Yosef's dreams. You're born in dignity and honor. Like I'm saying song lyrics, but like that's what it is. That's the truth. And that's what our crown sees. When we stand, like, we're princes and kings. We're, we're princesses. Like, and when we stand up into our power, that's, that's how we see. And then suddenly the Bainanese fight, again, it becomes less of a fight where I'm fighting. And it becomes more of, wow, any moment that will ever arise in my life, including my animal soul consciousness moments, including the things that arise from my animal soul, I'll... I'll be able to deal with you. I'm not afraid of anything that will ever come up in my inner system. I'm not afraid of any experience I'm ever going to have. Like, I got this. I got this. I'm going to be good. I, I have this natural power of Moach Shalat Al-Halev. So, L'chaim <clears> V'lebracha, <throat> to seeing ourselves again the way Hashem and Yalta Rebbe sees us.